Hey everybody, thank you for joining us again today. I hope that you have been enjoying our last few episodes. We've talked about I Can Express Myself. The last one was titled, Is This Real? How do I know if my relationship with the Holy Spirit is real? And I'm excited to continue uh, today's episode. I'm excited to share the word of the Lord with you. Excited to spend uh, some time with you. The last episode, we ended talking about trust and talking about how when you are a leader, we know that Grace City is a ministry of kingdom leaders, a diverse ministry of kingdom leaders. It's a ministry for emerging leaders. And so we talked about how when you are an emerging leader, that sometimes people uh, will trust you and their trust in you will build a foundation for them to trust God. And then once they are on that solid foundation where they can trust God, they no longer need their trust in you to trust God. And oftentimes in relationships or leaders, we do not back away and allow people to be anchored on that foundation that now you have to trust God beyond me. Because what happens is when you keep your trust in that individual, the Bible says, put your trust in no man. When you keep your trust in that individual, what individual, what happens is that individual becomes an idol. That individual becomes a type of God in your life. And whether we know it or not, we have a lot of gods in our lives. Anything you give more of your time, your attention to, your affection to, anything that you give your time, your talent, and your treasure to on a frequent basis more than you give it to God, that has become your God. And so you got to be careful that while you're building leaders, that while people are building their trust in God and they're building their trust in you, you got to know how to direct them to God. It's like you got to know how to be a filter. You got to know how to push them towards God, push them towards Jesus push them towards the spirit. Just preach Jesus. Tell them about the goodness of the father. That's what Jesus did. They could not trust God. They had to trust Jesus. But when Jesus was talking, he was pointing them back to, and I try to limit myself from saying God, but sometimes it's a habit. He pointed them back towards the father. He pointed them back towards Abba. Your life, the words that you speak should point people back towards Jesus. Every conversation that you have somewhere in that conversation, it should point people back towards Jesus. Be that person, that's that bridge, that uh, that intercessor that is able to uh, reconcile people back to their relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what we've been talking about. That's my focus for 2020. That's my focus for the rest of my life. How do I reconcile people back to their relationship with Christ? How do I get them on a solid foundation with their relationship with Christ? And then I back away and uh, watch them as they're now anchored in their foundation and they do the same thing with someone else. And then after that person is anchored on their foundation, they do the same thing somewhere else. The Bible says, Peter, once you've been strengthened, go then and strengthen your brother. So we've been talking about prayer. 
We've been talking about the way to build upon that foundation has to be prayer. The Bible says that we ought to pray without ceasing, that prayer is the way we stay in communication with the spirit. Prayer is the way we stay sensitive to the spirit. If you get in worship and you don't, uh, your emotions are not involved, you need to check your sensitivity to the spirit. Some people brag, well, I don't cry in worship or, or I don't clap. I don't shout. My, I'm not emotional. Uh, worship is not an emotional experience. Praise is not an emotional experience, but it will involve your emotions. Okay. It will involve your emotions and you got to make sure uh, that you have not lost your sensitivity to the spirit. And oftentimes when you have neglected your prayer life, you lose your sensitivity to the spirit and, and you lose your conviction towards the other uh, things of God and the word of God. As long as you have your conviction, you can still come back. But when you do things and, and, and you feel, um, less convicted. You don't have your conviction. You don't feel bad about it anymore. You can just keep doing it. You've lost your conviction. You've lost your sensitivity to the spirit. So if you want to remain sensitive to the voice of God, if you want to remain sensitive to the presence of God, that's got to come through a consistent prayer life. We've been talking about on our last few episodes from this phrase, prayer is the posture from which trust can be established or restored. The place from which God can channel back to you the answer. And we wrote this, prayer is the place I learn to trust God. Prayer is the place I learn to trust God. And we really got to get, we're, we're, we're growing in our trust in God. We're growing in our trust in God. If somebody asks us, well, how do I learn to trust God? You learn to trust God and really you, sh you know, we shouldn't have to learn, but we do have to learn because we make things harder on ourselves because you didn't have to learn to trust the chair. Okay. You sat in the chair one time and then the more you sat in the chair, the more you became comfortable with the chair. We don't have to trust our phones that our phone is going to work. I mean, we don't have to trust when we put our phones on the charger. We don't have to trust and, and hope that the, the phone is going to the charger is going to charge our phone. We just know it's going to do what it has been conditioned to do. And so really with our trust in God, it really, that same faith we have in that phone and that charger, that same decision that we make to trust that the charger is going to charge the phone is the same decision we have to make to trust God. So, but prayer, prayer is in that place of prayer. It's in that place of prayer, that posture of prayer that my trust in God is established. It's in that place of prayer. So you will never uh, grow in your trust in God if you neglect the time of prayer. If you neglect the time to come to God, you will never build that trust in him. So you, you cannot neglect your prayer life. Your prayer life cannot be something on a shelf. 
Now, you, you might not always lay out on the floor and pray, okay? Uh, you, you, you might not always spend three hours, 30 minutes, 15 minutes in prayer. That that's You might not do that. Uh, you may pray in your heart. I'm constantly praying throughout the day. There is not a time uh, throughout the day that my spirit, I'm not praying on the inside of my spirit. And on the inside of my spirit, I'm saying, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, when when you're, you're going around, you're, you're in the store, just saying, Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you for this is a new day uh, that you have given me. Father, I thank you for safety and traffic. Just, just continue to pray throughout the day. And the more you begin to pray, even if it's just 60 seconds, even if it's when you're walking in the store, you're saying, oh, Father, I thank you that I made it to my destination safe. I thank you I made it safe and sound. See, and that, that's, that's a quick prayer. But the more I pray those prayers, the more I learn to trust God and the more prayer becomes a habit for me. The more prayer becomes a lifestyle for me. If you got to set an alarm on your phone to remind you that you got to pray at a certain time, do that. And the more you do it, the more prayer will become a part of your life. The more you start talking to the Holy Spirit, the more you start talking to Abba, you will learn to enjoy those times of prayer. Why? Because you will learn to enjoy joy the way he responds to your prayer. So prayer is not just the posture of which my relationship uh, is restored and established. My trust in God is restored and established, but prayer is also the way that he channels back to me the answer. I wrote this down. In prayer, I also learned to trust the way he responds and answers in prayer, I learn to trust the way that he responds and answers. So what happens is in prayer, as I start praying more frequently, my trust in the Holy Spirit, my trust, my confidence, and my prayer life begins to go, grow. And then I begin to watch him respond to my prayer. I begin to watch him answer my prayer. And just like with communicating with me, I won't respond the same way every time. If you say something to me, I won't answer the same way every time. Well, that is how it is with the Spirit of God. He won't respond to your prayer or answer your prayer the same way every time. Why? That keeps you sensitive to his spirit. See, I don't know how he's going to respond. I don't know how he's going to answer every time. That keeps me dependent upon him. God wants you to realize that you need him for everything in every area of your life. And until you realize that, God will keep sending challenges, trials, tribulations, and troubles in your life to humble you until you realize, wait a minute, I need God for everything. There is nothing in my life I can do on my own. There is nothing in my life I can do by myself. Everything I need to do, everything I am, I've got to depend 
on God to get it done. The Bible says that it takes the foolish things of the world to confound those who are wise. God says, I need some people who totally depend on me for everything they need. I want you. God wants to feel needed from you. He wants to feel needed. He wants to feel needed so much that he said, I'm a jealous God. I will not have any other God before me. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Uh, He wants you to need him to be so dependent upon him. I'm talking about dependent upon him that you let him choose your friends. Dependent upon him that you let him choose what he, what, 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 He wants you to do for your day. So dependent upon him that you let him choose the shoes that you wear, the clothes that you put. I mean, I'm telling you, God wants to be involved in every aspect of your life. In every aspect of your life, God wants to be involved. I'll share of the story with you that a pastor shared with me, and I've experienced this in my life. Uh, when allowing God just to be involved in every area of my life. And even down to uh, God wants to be involved to your dressing, how you dress. God wants to be involved in that. And the pastor began to tell me a story that she was teaching to uh, some battered women. And there was one woman in the shelter who would not listen to any other person But she would listen to her every time she came for the presentation, every time she came to speak, she would listen to her. But when it came to all the other workers, when it came to all the other speakers, this person just was persistent in not listening. Uh, And then at the end of the program, the person eventually got better uh, after listening to this pastor and the person graduated from the program and told the pastor this. She said, I listened to you. Because every time you came to teach us, you wore different shoes. The person was that was in the home, uh, in the shelter uh, previously before coming in the shelter was uh, obviously a person that was drawn to nice things in life. And this person said that I listened to you because every time you came, your shoes stood out to me. Isn't that something? Isn't that something that that person, that pastor was so sensitive in their relationship with Christ? No doubt that came through a life of prayer that they listened to the Holy Spirit uh, when he unctioned them, wear these shoes today. And no doubt in their mind, they didn't know why they were doing it, but their obedience was someone else's deliverance. Their obedience was someone else's salvation. I said that to say this, God wants to be a part of everything you do, every decision you make. He wants you to acknowledge him in all of your ways. God gives you the power to make your own choice. God gives you free will. God gives you the power to make your own decision, but he still wants to be acknowledged. Father, I thank you that you've given me the ability to make a free choice, a free decision, but I acknowledge you. Holy Spirit, which one do you want for us? Holy Spirit, what do you want us to do today? And see, uh, when you take time to plan and prepare, you can involve, I don't know why they keep um, 
time and tongue, you can involve the Holy Spirit in your decision making. But when you just uh, uh, sporadically do stuff, jump up and do stuff, you don't have time to ask the Holy Spirit, what do you think? You don't have time to ask the Holy Spirit uh, which way, but but when you get up 30 minutes extra or an hour extra, you, you get prepared extra, then you have time to spend with the Holy Spirit. You have time to talk to the Holy Spirit. You have time to do a daily devotional and build that relationship with Jesus Christ. Our time is almost up for today, but just think about it. Even in a platonic relationship, even in a courtship, when someone is dating, if that relationship is going to grow, you know, they tell you, we talk to each other all day. We talk to each other all day. We, we go hang out. I mean, we have things in common, but people think that they can learn to trust God or build a relationship with him without communication. If the foundation of your relationship is not communication, then that relationship is not solid. A lot of people's foundation for their relationship with the spirit is emotionalism. It is other things, but it's not communication. I want to challenge you that you've got to build upon your communication with the spirit. Everywhere you go, I want you to pray. Everywhere you go, it doesn't have to be an hour prayer. Pray on the way. Let that be your challenge. When you go to places, pray on the way. And then when you pray, trust the way he responds. Trust the way he answers. He may answer through a TV show. He may answer through the word of God. He may answer uh, through wisdom from the podcast, wisdom from the message. A friend, a relative might speak the answer. And then the Holy Spirit, after you pray, he might give you a peace in your spirit. And through that peace, you'll receive an answer. But that's the that to me, that's the fun thing about it. That makes me want to know him more and get to know him more. Because as our relationship grows, so does our communication. As your relationship grows with God, so does the way you and God communicate. Two friends, different sides of the room. They can make nods at each other. They can make eyes at each other and still understand what the other person is saying. As you mature in Christ, your communication with God will become stronger as you learn to become intimate in prayer.